Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a DogCast Studio podcast. Catch the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday, DogCast every Friday, and ScareCast every Monday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook and Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report with People's Host Leland with you tonight. We got those smooth jams that everybody likes, uh, bringing it home for you. I hope you're on your evening commute or morning commute because uh, you can listen to this anytime. That's the magic of podcasting. And you're just wanting some good wrestling talk. You know, that kind of wrestling talk that really, really soothes your nostalgic soul. Big word. I'm drinking way too much. The dog cast father himself with me tonight. What's up, brother? Leland, my man. Good to be back on the show tonight. I had to miss, you know, last week, but this is going to bring back me to glory right here, right now. It will absolutely. I've all, I always miss you every time, uh, you know, work calls, whatever calls, and uh, you can't make the show. I'm always sad. I always die a little bit inside. But, uh, you know, I drink a few of these Modellos. Before the show, we're, we're talking about our, our drinks of the evening. And, you know, that's something we've kind of lost on this show. We used to kind of really get into, hey, what's your drinky drink for the evening? We really haven't done that lately. We haven't done uh, it for a while. Makes probably since Chad's gallbladder decided to turn on him and, and damn near destroy him. And his doctor but, said, uh, oh, don't drink or you could die. It's like, who the fuck are you? It's fucking quack. So, yeah. you know, but Chad has conquered. He's not with us tonight, not because he didn't conquer. Uh, God rest him. No, that's not the he's case. Dead. He's still oh, alive. Oh, he's not dead. Okay, he's alive. He's not dead. News update, was... the guy is not dead. Okay. Uh, no, he not work calls, the whole thing. You know, it's a whole, whole shit and caboodle here. But anyway, you are trying out the new seltzer, because that's your thing. My man, uh, I Which am. one is it? I'm trying the Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzers tonight. I hadn't tried those yet. I'm trying the pineapple one. Um. It says right on top of the can, okay, 100 fucking calories, gluten-free, one gram of sugar, and gluten-free. Well, do you buy Do you buy this whole gluten thing? Do you buy that? I mean, no, but it's on the bottle. <laughs> it's on the bottle. So it's got to be better. It has to be better. I'm already feeling Was- like more energetic because, you know, gluten, it would just slow me down. It would make it to where I couldn't go. But now that I'm drinking this gluten-free pineapple Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer with probably all sorts of natural shit in it, um, I'm just so excited. I'm, it's I'm literally, my dick's eight feet long right now. I'm so hard. And I, I, it has to come from the fact that I'm drinking this pineapple and you showed me your boots prior to us getting onto, onto the air. And with, with, with Man, both of those, there's nothing, I mean... How can a man not slap a schlong on the table when you see a pair of boots like that? How can a man not touch himself? That was a country segue. (laughs) That was a country country segue. segue. Yeah, that's for my boots. So as we all know on this show, you know very well because we're family and shit. Uh, You know, I got a countryside. I got a real countryside to me. And every now and then that rhinestone cowboy in me comes out. 
And I whip out the, I got I to go buy boots. And here's the thing. I found this great deal on these boots. I'm putting them in the camera. I know nobody can see it, but you can see them. These are made of Piracu fish, which as a little Google research has told me, uh, this, my friend, is some prehistoric fish in the Amazon. So I do like leather because when I clothe myself, I want to know that animals had to die to do it. And uh, this, at this time, you know, at this time, it's some Little badass fish, fish. That's right. It's some badass fish that just, um, you know, I look, you look at pictures of the fish online. He doesn't look that aggressive. I'll be honest with you. But they're big. These things get like the six feet long. They're, they're insanely big. But this, uh, this leather is pretty, it's pretty nice, man. It's flashy. It looks good. Look in the camera. Does the, does the leg look blue or purple to you? At first it was purple, but right now it's looking blue. So that's the trick, man, because I think they look blue. My wife thinks they look purple. At I any rate, I got a badass deal because I'm, a, I'm the deal man, and I fucking love these boots. They're like wearing tennis shoes, to be honest with you. For people that don't wear cowboy boots, you're missing out. They're stylish. They look great. Uh, and, uh, you know, you walk into a room and, you, you, know, you, know, you know, you can t- you take the guy's girlfriend. Forget about it. And if you have to kick someone's ass, That's you right. put your boot up their ass, literally. Here's what I do. Picture this, okay? It's a Saturday night, all right? I'm going to downtown wherever. Go fuck yourself. Say hello to your mother for me. I've got the skin-tight jeets on. The jeans. I got my boots. You just saw. Jeans tucked into the boots, all right? I'm wearing a badass sleeveless shirt, kind of like my AW one right here, okay? Showing the guns, doing what I can. And, uh... Fanny pack. If that's not macho man wrestling, I don't know what is. That's what you expect from the people's host. I wouldn't expect anything less from you. That's right. I think if you saw that picture, you'd be like, wow, that that must be the people's host from the turnbuckle report. I mean, Easily. it kind of has to be him. No doubt so in my you, mind. You ever wore boots? You don't take me for a boot guy. You're a Vans guy. I get it. You ever wore boots? Or boots, yeah. I mean, not occasionally, but like sometimes. <laughs> so not occasionally, but sometimes. <laughs> not occasionally, but sometimes. <laughs> so um, wouldn't that be all the time? No, I'm I'm a I'm a Vans wearing Just a guy. Yeah, you never wore boots. That's okay. That's okay. By the way, allergies are kicking my ass. It's not COVID. I know you can't get it through the video call or anything. It's not COVID. I'm vaccinated. God bless. Say hello to your mother. Got it through the phone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Man, I haven't talked to you in, in a long time. And we could go right into the weekly topics of wrestling, but I don't really want to do that tonight. Because wrestling was good, but I just, I think sometimes I get tired of the monotony of, hey, what's going on Wednesday night? What's going on Tuesday night? What's going on Monday night? Nothing. What's going on Friday night? You know, I. I get tired of that sometimes, but there is a big splash in the wrestling world right now. And you and I have been texting about it. Mm-hmm. And that's all these documentaries coming out. Most of what's which are fire. Take? What's your take on it? What's been your favorite one so far? Now, as far as like all the documentaries go, so we're talking like all the Vice ones. We're talking the A&E ones. We're talking the 3030s on ESPN. Yeah, so I should probably we should probably put a little framework there. You're right. So we have the new A and E documentaries. It's a, a eight part series. I think they said every Sunday they've got a new one coming out. Right. Um, so far we've got Steve Austin, we got Macho Man, Booker T, uh, Rowdy Piper. I think down the pipe we've got we've got um, Andre the Giant. Um, we are, which that one's already out. 
So yeah, we got the Andre HBO special that they've been playing on on A and E like it's a, something brand new. But that that's actually one of the best wrestling documentaries out there. It's so well put together. I think we've got Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart yet to come on the A and E special, and then also on A and E, WWE has the show WWE Treasures, where they're going around and collecting all these iconic uh, iconic pieces of ring gear. I wrestling. watched the one with the Undertaker. Have you watched those yet? Yeah, well, I'm totally up to date on these things, man. It's so funny because it's that show. If you watch Storage Wars and like Pawn Stars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's totally the same fucking producers. It has to be or something. It's you could tell it's an A and E show because like when they're going to like the storage locker and stuff, I mean, it's the same camera angles. It's like the same style, gimmicky. You know what I mean? It's not a bad show mm-hmm. though. When I when I first hit play on it, I literally backed out. I mean, I didn't watch it for more than 40 seconds. I said, this is going to be the stupidest fucking show I've ever watched. Backed out, right? About two hours later, weirdly enough, about two hours later, I'm on YouTube and I see a clip. And it's just, it's a seven minute clip. And it says Undertaker, original purple gear found in storage locker. And then it says it's from that show. So I watched that one clip and I'm like, fuck, this show is actually probably pretty good. And it is. It's a decent show. Yeah, you know, I think the um, I think the first thing that kind of struck me about this treasure show is these wrestlers are they don't really hang on to that shit. You know, that's kind of like for the wrestling fan, we value all this stuff, right? I mean, how badass would it be to have original Andre boots or Taker's original uh, purple gear from '94 or you know uh, right. Andy Kaufman's neck brace? How cool would it be to have some of those those pieces of wrestling history? But the, you see these wrestlers kind of talk about it and they're like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just that was just kind of my clothes or that was just kind of my gimmick. That was that's just what I did. Right. You know, a lot of them, I think they donated a lot of their stuff to charity, which is cool. You know, you heard Mick which Foley kind of seems that like that's what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like that. You know, Mick Foley really pumped that he did that with a lot of his stuff. And then you get like you get guys like Kane that basically kept everything in his attic and is like, yeah, I, I guess if you guys want to go look in my attic, we can try to find some shit. Oh, and by the way, he gets like he gets like ten grand for his for like three pieces of gear, you know. But he, which right. he gave it to charity, which he gave to charity. He was very quick. The good mayor was very quick to point that out. Uh, God bless him. So yeah, I guess it kind of threw me off that these guys don't value that stuff like we do. Um, but now they are, and the whole thing behind this is, and we've talked about this on this show, an actual Hall of Fame. I think this is confirmation that an actual physical Hall of Fame, wrestling Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame is going to be a real thing that you can visit. Uh, it's going to have all, you know, the hall with all the inductees. And it's going to have all oh, these yeah. awesome pieces of memorabilia because why else would they go around and just open a checkbook for Triple H or Same Triple H, thought. I guess, open the checkbook. Yeah. This is, this is a complete lead-in to them opening up a museum. I really think they're going to make... As corny as it sounds, in the DC universe, they opened up a Flash museum that had a whole bunch of Flash props through the years. His villains that he fought, old costumes, you know, in the, in the comic books. Let's fast forward to real life, and I feel like that's what the WWE is going to be doing. They're going to have a WWE, you know, museum, and it's going to have, like, all that vintage shit in there. I mean, do you really think Triple H is going out spending $10,000 to put... He's like, okay, cool, we got it. Anyways, let's go ahead and throw it in the, in the shop and lock the key. <laughs> let's just throw it no in the warehouse with all the chance. other boxes. No chance at all. So I, I believe that they are going to be opening up an actual museum. And 
you know, to go back and answer your, your question from earlier, which is my favorite documentary? I'm going to go ahead and just stick with the ones that have came out so far. And most recently, I think the Stone Cold Steve Austin one is. For me, the Stone Cold Steve Austin one uh, let me in on some stuff I actually didn't know. Because to be honest, Stone Cold Steve Austin hasn't really done many documentaries. I mean, he's in them and he'll talk. I mean, he did his one documentary, right? But I mean, that's all. You know, like, if you want to look into like John Cena's history, you got a whole bunch of stuff. You want to look into like Hulk Hogan's history, you got a whole bunch of stuff. You know, you have all these other places making like documentaries on you Ric Flair, Andre the Giant, all that shit. Stone Cold really hasn't had much. So no. for me, for me to kind of get that intel and have him kind of walk it through, I I enjoyed it honestly. So you're skating around the skepticism I had on this show to begin with is when I when I saw them and I saw the actual the docket of who they were going to do documentaries on, um, <clears throat> which by the way, I keep hearing that A and E is doing a documentary, a standalone documentary for Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And I think that one will break all the records because nobody knows shit other than secondhand information on what the? VKM. So if that, that happens, one could be that could be huge. Huge. So that one would be the one I'd be the most excited about. But but like you said, for what we have now, the skepticism I had is we've already seen a Macho Man documentary, a Rowdy Piper documentary, um, a Shawn Michaels, a Bret Hart. We haven't seen a Booker T one. We've seen a best of kind of thing from him. And we hear him on commentary, so we feel like we, we kind of know a lot there. But um, obviously, Stone Cold, biggest name in wrestling history, has sold more merch than anybody, to include Hulk Hogan. Uh, so, yeah, that one was really good. You, you don't see the, the, the fourth curtain pulled back too much um, with him, especially. So, But what I will say, and I know this, I'm, I'm going a long ways here. The Rowdy Piper one... I personally, I, I got respect for Piper, but I wasn't a Piper fan. I, I was a kid in the late 80s. I was Hogan. Um, Piper was the bad guy. But aside of that, I really never got engaged in the gimmick. He was cool. Don't get me wrong. Every time Raw would bring him back, I thought it was awesome. But I wasn't a huge Piper fan. But I did pull some real nuggets out of there. The one that made me laugh the most. Um, his daughter was on there and she's talking about going to Hollywood for the first time. Her dad taking her to Hollywood and she's excited to see Hollywood, see, you know, the, the, the sunset strip and, and Beverly Hills and all the stuff, all the, all the iconic things, I guess. Instead, he takes her to skid row and starts showing her where he lived on the streets and where he saw women get murdered and raped. <laughs> <laughs> and she just goes back to school and the kid's like, Oh, how was Hollywood? And she's like, I pretty sure I got the wrestlers, uh, tour of of LA so that was fun I, I laughed at that because that's that's a side we've, we've never really heard about I had no clue that he lived on Skid Row which quite frankly during that time would have been the same time frame as the the night the what was his name the night stock night stalker or whatever night the, the serial killer that lived in the the hotel the Cecil Motel yeah whatever his fucking name was the Night Stalker, wasn't it? Yeah, the Night Stalker. That fucking guy. That, that douchebag. So it's like the same time frame, so which is which was funny. So I was glad to see that they were they were able to take and tell me a different side, tell me a different story. The Macho Man one, same thing. As much as I feel like I know about Macho Man, and especially you being one of your all times, right. the Macho Man one really plays heavy on his steroid abuse. 
And really? I thought that was interesting because that's something that is not talked about in a number in a in a standalone WWE documentary. They're not talking about roids, which right. is kind of the ten thousand pound elephant in the room, right? We all know they do it. And quite frankly, I'm not I'm not against it. I think if you have a doctor monitoring it, it can be a great tool to use to help them get over um, to help their bodies heal and get over a lot of these injuries that they have. Uh, but the abuse of it is is the problem. So anyway, right. that's kind of my take there. But yeah, we've got we've got the A and E documentaries. We got the uh, Treasure Show, the Treasure Hunting Show. We have Dark Side of the Ring coming back. What is a season three? Season yep, three. season three coming back with Brian Pillman. I just started watching this. I haven't got all the way into it, but so far, there's already been in the first three minutes. There's already been a little telltale sign to me of what the future is going to look like for the WWE. Are you ready to get into this? This is a get meat. into this. I just spent five minutes talking about a whole bunch of bullshit to set up this one topic. Let's do it right now. <clears throat> Let me take another sip of the Modelo here. You have to. Good stuff. So, NXT just got bounced off of right. Wednesday nights, right? Yeah. They're on Tuesday Most nights now. A lot Most of people of say, oh, well, that's probably because the NHL contract is bad, 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 bad. No. They were losing consistently to AEW, and they went to a standalone night to, to kind of, you know, not split the audience anymore, but ha give them more options, which I think is working, by the way. For both shows. Well, I think the idea now, ultimately Vince McMahon, I think the idea now is let's stop having a war in the ring because what we wanted to call a Wednesday night war was only bringing about a million and a half viewers between the two shows that's not a war a war is an 8 million to 10 million viewership that we saw at the at the late 90s right that's a right. war but what does the wwe have that aew does not have and will not have for the it'll take them 30 years to get it any idea nostalgia 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 they have a nostalgia. legacy that's right i think they're cashing in on this right now reason I bring up Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring is in no way connected to the WWE. Period. No way connected. Now, you have Season 3. We have Stone Cold that just did the Jericho show. Okay, He just had Jericho on there, which was the huge crossover everybody in the wrestling community is talking about. The minute he opens the show talking about Brian Pillman and his tag team partnership with him, if you look where he's at, he is in his Stone Cold Sessions studio, mm -hmm. which means yep. Dark Side of the Ring is sitting on WWE property filming. Yep. I think WWE is opening the door saying, we're not going to beat you at that game anymore. We're going to show you how powerful we really are. We're going to give you what you really want because you can't turn your heads. You may not like what we're doing on Monday nights. You may be okay with what we're doing on Friday nights. But you cannot stop watching all this nostalgic shit we got. Oh, yeah. And the good thing is, too, is it's bringing in all sorts of fans. It's it's bringing in the fans that want to learn more about the industry. And the classic fans like us, we're just getting the shit that we want to know. We're getting the end stories on the shit that we wanted to know. That's where the huge difference is. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that WWE is branching out to an actual entertainment business and not just the wrestling business anymore. I think they are focusing on a, a complete entertainment business. Yeah, I mean, it, 
you're absolutely right. That's that's the direction they've got to be going right now. Because like I like I, all the things I just pointed out, they have what AEW doesn't have. They have what the indie market doesn't have. Which, yep. quite frankly, I'm okay with all this. Because Same. I would much rather be entertained by these kind of shows than what I'm seeing on Monday nights. I- I'm sorry, Josh. I get I get more and more depressed every Monday night that I try to watch Raw. Because it's just, it's three hours. It's a task, first of all. I watch it because I get some cool segments here and there. I really like that. I'm always interested in what Charlotte's doing. Um, but it's it's almost not enough for me anymore. <clears throat> and I think back of what Raw used to be. I used to be excited. I used to be excited every Monday night for Raw. And everything else was just was just the side piece. But Monday Night Raw, that, that was that was the relationship right there. And now to see what it's turned into, I I just I have a tough time with it. So if I'm gonna get my wrestling fix from AEW and my nostalgic fix from WWE, I'm okay with that. I think the WWE has noticed that. I think what has happened is they've realized that they're they no longer kind of want to battle at the wrestling game because as sad as it sounds, I think I think Vince knows that like wrestling as a whole isn't as big as it used to be. Okay, so it's hard to have a war right now, especially with COVID going on. And I think he's smart enough to shift those gears and realize, just like you were saying, if, if we can't beat them at the wrestling game, okay, if we're if this is going to be even. It's not really worth their time right now. So they had to sit back and go, what can we beat them at that they have no fucking chance at, that they can't even touch us at? Easy. We have all this nostalgia. We're going to drop all these different shows. We're going to allow our wrestlers to go on these shows with these other people, but not necessarily be on the wrestling show. But they're going to make appearances. So they're still crossing over, but they're not crossing over, meaning that they still have full control and creative ability of what their wrestlers do without having to have them go over to another company. But they're still going to do interviews and stuff with them to make it seem like, oh, shit, WWE's opening the doors. And what they're trying to do is trick the fans into thinking that, hey, WWE's changing, man. They're getting good. And what's going to happen is it's going to lower at all the fans' guards that are putting up these, oh, fuck the company guards. And then they're going to start watching these shows and they're going to start watching wrestling. They're going to have so many different things to go at that they're going to start liking the product even if it lacks. They're going to enjoy it because of everything else that the company is putting out. And I think in the, in the long run, that's what will defeat AEW. So do you think um, <clears throat> when those fans that you're talking about, when this creates those new fans... Because I don't care, I, I don't care what generation we're talking about. We could be talking to our grandkids, to be honest with you, to show them a character like Macho Man and Piper and Austin. To show them those characters, they're just as relevant today as they were back then. Fully. Do you think once they start liking that and the trick works, as you put it, what happens when they go watch Raw? Easy. Does it then become a trick? Does it expose it? No, not not at all. Because what what this is doing is it's pulling in the fans that have maybe slipped away, and it's pulling in the, the fans that are curious. So you're going to have that middle core viewership that's always going to watch it all. But what this is going to do is it's going to bring in a fan base that wasn't there, both of younger and older generation. Because you know there are people getting into wrestling now and be like, man, I really want to see what it was like. So WWE is dropping these documentaries on characters that people care about. And they're doing it on characters that, like, Vice has already done. 
but they want to do it their own way. And they're doing it quality. It's not like it's not like that's a bad like product at all. It's it's actually a quality no. product that they're putting out. Well, really well put together. And what that's doing is it's bringing in the older fans to get the nostalgia stuff that they might have missed or didn't know about back when the stuff was going on. And then it's going to pique their curiosity to see what is going on. So instead of having to worry about everything that's going on, you're going to get a fan that hasn't been watching that's going to tune in and kind of see what's kind of happening. And, it's, and the thing is, is when you jump into a storyline in the middle, your your curiosity kind of peaks to see what's kind of going on. Every wrestling fan has that happen. Every wrestling fan to this day has stopped watching wrestling at some point in their life. They've got back into it, and what kept them there was the curiosity of what's going on now. And that's what WWE is capitalizing on with this idea of all these shows. They're bringing in the older fans back, and they're bringing the newer fans up. Hmm. Okay. So if that's the case, then... Like I originally asked, what's going to happen when that newer fan watches the product? Let me let me let me reword this. Let me reframe this. <clears throat> when I was growing up, I was a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. And I was a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan because they were winning Super Bowls and they were badass and they had Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman and, and the trio and they were all over TV and MTV and it was just it was just awesome to be a Cowboy fan. Cool you either love or yeah. hate him, right? So they had characters. So if I was to get in a time machine and go back to the 90s, there's no question I wouldn't be watching the Cowboys. But then when I when I hit the present button and I go back to reality and I turn on a Cowboys game today, I'm going to be completely disappointed. I might be engaged for a couple games, but then when I see it's shit on the field, I'm not going to watch anymore. That's you know what why? I'm that's what I'm saying is going to happen with Raw. They've got it they've got to siphon them to SmackDown cuz SmackDown's the only show that has some WWE rele- relevancy aside of NXT, but SmackDown's the flagship. Here's the thing, though. The people that are going to be in those documentaries and on their sideshows, like, for instance, Total Divas, the Bellas, whatever, Daniel Bryan still wrestles. So you're going to bring those fans in to see what he's doing. Okay? the And honestly, the fan reaction to what's going on in wrestling is going to go either way. They're either going to see it and say, oh, this is kind of how things are going on now, and stay, or they're going to hate it. It's honestly coin flip. No one's going to know how it's going to go. But the WWE is taking the shot, and they're banking on it working. And so far, I think it's working. Do you think that WWE has enough legacy and enough character building already that they could stretch this this run the next five, six years to where it doesn't Easy. matter what happens in the ring? It doesn't matter at all? Because I will tell you, and I, I did say at the beginning of this show, we weren't going to get into topical wrestling this week. We were going to talk about just these documentaries. But I will say one thing, because you mentioned him, Daniel Bryan. Now Daniel Bryan once again is in the limelight, once again battling for the W the I'm sorry, the Universal title, the Blue Ranger belt. He's not going to get it, folks. Roman Reigns is going to retain. They're waiting for Brock Lesnar to come back. Sorry to spoil it, pissing your Cheerios, whatever it is. <clears throat> Roman Reigns is finally doing exactly what we want him to do, and Roman Reigns is the champion that we need in, in SmackDown. Having said all of that, that's the only thing I'm going to do. That's the only topic I'm going to talk about about topical wrestling this week. Having said that, is the Bella stuff, is the engagement with Daniel Bryan, is the treasure show, the A&E documentaries, Dark Side of the Ring now as we see a connection, is that enough to carry them past what AEW is doing on a weekly basis in the ring? Weekly. Let me tell you what it is doing. What is the number one thing that you keep hearing around that's consistent with both shows? You're having the... 
the station that you're on, whether it be USA, TNT, or Fox, mm-hmm. making these small comments about how wrestling is not performing well enough to keep them on air. So what is WWE doing? They're widening their playing field. If you come to... Let me just, let me just ask you this. Let's just, let's just put it in sports terms. If you came to a company and said, hey, we're going to perform for you in a sports and entertainment business. We're going to perform for you with a... Um, you know, a show like Total Bellas, you know, you have all these shows, all these different demographics. We're going to give you a documentary series. We're going to give you a podcast show we're, we're, we're going to give you, you know, a, a live show that's just showing like the, the life of, you know, a live drama. You know what I mean? And they're going to give mm-hmm. you a sports product. They're going to come to the table with, with all those and they're going to have the longevity and the name, the brand. And that's what they're focusing on right now is building the brand so they could stay on TV. Because at the end of the, end of the day, this is all about money, and Vince knows that. And so what Vince is going to do is he's going to shift the company whatever direction he has to to make sure the money flows in. And I think that will be maybe a downflow of AEW because it sure as hell was a downflow. The down, it, was the, it was the fall of WCW is that they stopped caring about the money and kept worrying about beating the other. Vince don't give a shit about that. He's about making the money because at the end of the day, if you're making the money, who gives a fuck? That's no. what he wants to do. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I the only the one thing I do disagree with you, and you've said you've co- you've commented a couple times tonight, is that um, that it's gonna it's gonna end to the demise of AEW and, and WWE is probably gonna buy them out or whatever. I completely disagree with that. I think that if anything, it's going to be a coming together uh, because as time goes on. Uh, just like this nostalgia movement, we're net, we're net, we've now went away from the PG era and we're into the nostalgia era of WWE. Vince McMahon, whether he wants to admit it or not, is having to take a backseat more and more and more and having to give the reins to Triple H and to Shawn Michaels. And those guys have already proven, they've already shown that they're connected to what the wrestling fans today want and that the... The territory, the territory days uh, could be a very real thing once again because we're seeing an uptick in the indie markets. And I think they, they could tap into that and be the king of, of all of that instead of separating. Let's bring it together and, and, and see what happens. Let me just clarify something. I don't think that they're, that by demise, I mean, it's going to either have WWE buy them out or they'll go under. What I mean by that is that they they will become TNA. They'll become yeah. a show that finds itself on a hunting network or on late night YouTube. Okay, that's what I, that's what I mean mean by that. I don't think the company's going to go away. I don't think AEW by any means is ever going to actually fully go away, and unless the cons say fuck it, we're done. And then at that point, probably Jericho or somebody has the money to pay for it anyways. So. I, I, I don't think they're going to fully go you're under. That yeah. Once they get off this this high and this run that they're on now, eventually right. it's going to turn into what you know what we saw with TNA and what we're seeing right. with TNA now. And the reason very for that possible, is possible, right. very possible, is because what is AEW? Okay, so what what what's going to happen when the WWE fan becomes a fan of WWE and not just wrestling? That's what they're going for right now. The WWE wants people to be a fan. Of the WWE. They're not so much worried about you being over on wrestling. They just want you to put WWE in your mouth. 
and say, hey, I'm watching something that WWE is putting out. So when you think about that, you have all these shows you can relate to, all these different shows that are coming out, and then you go over to AEW, and all you have is the wrestling aspect. At that point, it's fallen short. At that point, you're wondering, well, what else am I getting? And I think that's going to end up happening. It's going to end up dying out because it just doesn't have the product that WWE can produce. I've been saying that since day one. WWE has taken the the right turns. They've made the right decisions. They've had opportunities to go completely out of business. And Vince McMahon has found a way to put the WWE and WWF at the forefront of their everybody's thinking. Once again, it's happening again. I love it. I love the 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 content we're getting more than the content, more than feeding the wrestling nostalgia child within me. I love that I can turn on network television and A and E and I'm seeing awesome wrestling product that isn't necessarily in the ring. That's been the theme of tonight. That's going to be the theme moving forward. As I said, the PG era and WWE is over and the nostalgic era is in. Now it's just a matter of figuring out whether you're heel with your baby face. You do you. Production.